With Hashem's assistance, we're learning Kedushin Daf Ayin Dal, page 74. We begin at the very bottom of Ayin Gimel, on base, page 73b, three lines from the bottom. Ne'amon bal mekach loymer lezemacharti lezed loymacharti. A person who is selling his item, he's believed to say, before the item has been given over, that uh, this is the one that I sold it to, this is the one I had in mind to sell it to, and this is the one I did not have in mind to sell it to. But when the Gemara says, what are we speaking about? Only as long as the item that he's selling is still within his possession. If it's already been out of his possession and they're fighting over whose it is, he's no longer believed because he doesn't usually, uh, a person is not expected to remember who he sold it to after it's already gone out of his hands. So if it's still within his possession and he's claiming that it's this one, so why don't we just see who he gets the money from and then we, we can know without relying on his demonis, on his without depending on his word, who he sold it to. So my answer is, what do we need for the which case do we, are we talking about? We took money from both of them. And he says that one of them I intended, in fact, to take the money from and sell to him, but one, the guy was pushing me and pushing me and he gave me the money, but I didn't really want to take the money from him and I didn't really want to sell it to him. And as far as we are concerned, we're not sure who he actually had meant. So then he's believed to say that this is the one that I meant to sell it to, and this is the one who I felt forced and coerced into taking the money from. A judge is believed to say that this is the one that I, that came out meritorious in the judgment, and this is the one that came out that he owes the money, or whatever the case may be, who came out uh, with a negative judgment. But what he's speaking about here, where the people who had been judged are still standing in front of him. If they're not still standing in front of him, the judge will not be believed. Why don't we see which person has in his hand the paper that says that he won. So the Gemara answers, No, the case is talking about where the, the paper that says on who won had been ripped up for some reason. Why don't we go through the judgment over again? The Gemara answers, The case that we're talking about here, explains Rashi, was not talking about a case where it was a matter of someone showing greater proof and therefore he won the case. And then you could bring the proof again and then the, the same person would win the case. But rather it was something where it was really the call of the judge. And once the judge already made the call and he decided, so since it was something that was completely dependent on his own judgment, so that that type of opinion or that type of uh, judgment call would could change in the event that they rejudged it. So therefore, the person who won, who claims to have won, does not want to do it over again. And therefore, uh, we believe the judge to say that in fact this is the person who was the winner of this case. Amar Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman says, There three people that are believed in regards to a firstborn, Elohein, and these are the Chaya, Aviv, Ve'imoy, the midwife, the father, and the mother. Chaya la'alter, the midwife is believed only immediately. Imoy kol shiva, the mother is aware of this information for seven days, and that's as long as she's aware of it, and she has Na'amonis, believability, Aviv La'ilam. And the father is someone who's responsible for this information forever. Kiddetani, like we learned in Brisa, Yakir, the verse says that the father, we're talking about, the verses are talking about a case where the father has two wives, one of them he likes, one of them he doesn't like. So the verse is telling us that he has to recognize the firstborn, even if the one, even if the firstborn comes from the woman that he doesn't like, he still has to recognize the firstborn as being the one who gets the double portion. So from the fact that the verse says he must recognize, Yakirena Lachin teaches us that he has the ability to recognize 
and give over the information of recognition to others. From here, Yehuda says, that a person is believed to say that this is my son, my oldest son. And just like he's believed to say that this is my son, my oldest son, so the father is also believed to say other information that will affect his child. For instance, that the woman that he had this child from was a woman who was a divorcee, in a case where the man who's talking is a Kohen, or that the woman that he had a child from, that this child was born, from was a chalutza, and therefore the child is a chalu. He's lost the status of being a kohen. And the sages say, no, he's not believed in this regard. He's only believed in regards to saying who is the firstborn, not in regards to anything else. Abishol hayakar l'shtuki baduki. We said in the Mishnah that Abishol used to refer to a shtuki, someone who doesn't know who his father is, as a baduki. My baduki, what does it mean baduki? Which sounds like we're checking something. If it means that we check the mother of Imeris, and if she says that I had relations with a kosher person, and this child is a result of that, and the person I had relations with was not a mamza or any other kind of problematic lineage, so and she's believed. So who is this like? It's going like Rabbi Gamliel. We already have a brisa or a mishnah that states this already. We learned in the mishnah. If she had, if she was pregnant, and they asked her, what, who is this kid from? From, what's the nature of this child? Is he kosher or not? So if she says, responds and says that it's from a certain person and he's a Kohen, Rashi explains that this means not per se that he's a Kohen, but that he's a kosher person. Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Liezer, I mean, both Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Liezer say, the woman is believed to say this. Rabbi Yeshua, I mean, Rabbi Yeshua says, let me We cannot live based on her words, meaning she's not believed, and we don't know what the child is. And there, Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel, that the is like Rabbi Gamliel. So, why would he need to say the same thing over here to teach us the same exact concept if it's if we don't need to say the same statement twice? So my answer is So one is coming to say that she herself has not become possible, meaning normally if a woman has relations with someone who's forbidden, let's say a mamzer, or a person who's apostle, has a, has a problem with his lineage, so then she no longer has the ability to marry a Kohen, a Kohen will not be able to have relations with her. However, if she's saying that she married a kosher, that the person who she had relations with to produce this child was actually a kosher person. So we're saying is that she's believed in regards to herself to permit her to still be able to marry a Kohen. And the second one is going to teach us, the second statement where he says this, is going to say that the child, the girl herself, is going to be kosher and going to be allowed to marry a Kohen. This is good according to the one that says that you can have a case where she's kosher and her child is possible. Therefore, we have to say a second statement according to Abishol because uh, we might have thought that indeed the child is possible. So that's why we have to say both she is kosher and her child is kosher. But according to one who says that in, in any case, where she's kosher, so her child is also going to be kosher. Abishol may aslashmi inon. What is Abishol coming to teach us with the second statement? Because we already know, once we know that she's kosher, so her child is kosher. So the Gemara answers that Abishol adifam in the Rami Gamliel. The statement of Abishol is actually a lot stronger than Rami Gamliel's statement. Because if from Rami Gamliel's statement, if that was all I had, I mean, I would have thought, in that case, the case is talking about a case where she's not married to anybody, and she, she so theoretically, most of the people in the world are actually kosher in regards to her. So that's why she's believed to say that she, in fact, had relations with somebody who was kosher. But in a case where most people are considered possible, they're not kosher in regards to her. So that's why it's necessary. That's why Abishol's statement is much stronger. 
because as Rashi explains, it's talking about a case where most people around her are apostle, meaning most of the people in that city are people who cannot marry into Kahuna, and therefore when she says that she indeed had relations with someone who is a kosher, the fact that she's believed there's a much greater chesh. Amar Rav, Rav says, Halacha Gavashol, in fact the Halacha is indeed like Abashol, and therefore she's believed even in a case where there are many psulim around. We begin the Mishnah. Whoever is forbidden to marry in to the Jewish people is permitted to marry each other. Rabbi Yehuda Oyser. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, it's even forbidden for people who are forbidden to marry into the Jewish people to marry each other. We're going to see in the Gemara exactly what this is talking about. Rabbi Lazar, Amir Rabbi Lazar says, Those who are for sure people who have some kind of problematic lineage, they're allowed to marry each other. Vada'an besvegan, someone who's for sure problematic. And if they want to marry somebody who is unclear, we have a doubt whether or not they're problematic. Usvekan bevadon, or the opposite as well. Usvekan besvekan, or somebody who has a doubt. To marry someone else who has a doubt, also it's forbidden. What's considered someone who has a doubt? Shtuki, asufi vikuti. These three cases, a shtuki is someone who doesn't know who their father is, asufi you don't know who either of their parents are, and a kuti is a kuthite. We begin the Gemara. Michael asur in love of a kahal. What are we referring to when we say whoever is forbidden to enter into the Jewish people? If we're talking about Mamzerim and Nasinim and Shtukis and Asufis, we said this previously in the Mishnah. That we already said in the beginning of the Mishnah, in the, in the very first Mishnah in the, in the, in the Perak, they're allowed to marry each other. Visu, additionally, Rabbi Huda Oyser, when Rabbi Huda says it's forbidden, Ahaya, which case is he going? If it's going on the case where you have a person who's for sure a moms or for sure a apostle, and they're trying to marry someone who is unsure of their apostle. From the fact that we have in the last part of the Mishnah, Rabbi Lazar says that if they are for sure apostle, and they marry someone else who's for sure apostle, that's fine. And if it's a person who's for sure a problem, and he's trying to marry somebody who's unclear if it's a problem, so there it says it's Asr according to Rabbi Lazar. That's the case. So we can deduce that Rabbi Yehuda doesn't hold that way. So what is Rabbi Huda saying is forbidden. Maybe when when does Rabbi Huda say that there's a forbidden nature? It's going on the case of a convert marrying someone who is a bastard, a woman who is a bastard. Does it say that in the Mishnah? It says in the Mishnah, whoever is not permitted to marry into the Jewish people. And that's not a ger, a ger is someone who's allowed to marry into the Jewish people. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, we turn to Ayin Al-Amabes, page 74b, this is what we mean. Whoever is forbidden to marry into into the kahal, the congregation of kohanim, of priests. Mainenu is that referring to giyaras pachuzim v'yamechad. This is talking about a, a woman who's a convert, who converted when she was less than three years old and one day. Udelaykir b'shem ben yechai, and not like Rabbi Shimon ben yechai. Rabbi Shimon ben yechai holds that less than three years and one day is actually permitted to marry a kohen. So here we're saying that, no, a, a girl who's less than three years and one day who converted, and now she, she wants to marry a kohen, she's not permitted to. So such a person who's not allowed to enter into the kahal kahuna, into the congregation of priests, mutar nevertheless, she's allowed to marry a mamzer. So now when Rabbi Yehud is coming to say that no, this is forbidden. So it's like Rabbi Yaisi, like we said, that a gear is not allowed to marry a mamzer, a commerce is not allowed to marry a bastard.
important to note something that Rashi says. Rashi explains why is it that we chose to say a case where you have a convert, a gyaris convert when she was less than three years in a day? And the answer is because we already batsim know, we really know that a convert not, not allowed to marry a Kohen. However, the chiddush here is, the, the novelty is that a girl who's under three years of age, so she also will not be allowed to marry according to this Tanakama, according to him, that she's also not going to be allowed to marry a Kohen, and she will in fact be allowed to marry a Mamzer. So now the Gemara asks, So why don't we say that the case is talking about where she's over three years and one day old, and then you could say that our Mishnah goes even according to Rishim ben Yechai. We don't have to exclude Rishim ben Yechai from the picture. So Gemara says, So if that would be the case, then we'd have a problem, we'd have a steer, a contradiction inside the Mishnah itself. And it would go like this, It's only because this girl is three years and one day old, but if she would be less than three years and one day old, where she would be permitted to, in fact, marry into the Kohens, to a priest, that would imply that she is in fact not permitted to marry a mamzer. But that's not true. In fact, a girl who's less than three years old, three years and one day old, she's permitted to marry into the Kohan. Nevertheless, she still is permitted since she's a convert to marry a mamzer. So therefore, the Mishnah would not make sense and the implication would be incorrect. And therefore, we have to say that in fact, we're talking about a case where it's where even a girl, a woman who's a convert who's less than three years old in one day, and not like Rishim ben Yechai. So another one says, Is this a general rule to call Hasur in love with Bekal Kahuna? We talk about Zebzeh. That in any case where you have someone who's not allowed to marry into a Kahuna, into into a priest, so they're allowed to marry a Mamzer by Re Almana, Grusha, Vachalal, Vizaina. What about all these cases where you have a widow, or a woman who's divorced, or a woman who was the product of a marriage between a Kohen and a Grusha, a divorcee, or you have a Zona, a woman who had, had relations with someone? Illicitly, the Asurim love Kahuna. They're not allowed to marry a Kohen. Asurim love Zebazeb, but they're still not allowed to marry a Mamzer. Bosu, additionally, Hamutar Asu. This implies that whoever's permitted is not allowed to marry a Mamzer. Is that true? Bahre Ger Shamutar Berkahenes, a Ger, a convert, is permitted to marry a woman who's a Bas Kayan. Umutar Mamzeres, but he's also allowed to marry a woman who's a bastard. So this whole implication doesn't really make sense. El Amr of Nasan Bar Hoshia. So if Nasan Bar Hoshia says like this, Hakik Amr, that's what we mean to say. Kosher Kayan Asur Lisa Esbitoi. Anyone who a Kohen is not allowed to marry his daughter. This is the case we're talking about a ger, one convert that married a woman who's a convert, and like the shita of Rabbi Elizabeth Yaakov who holds that when a ger, a convert marries a woman who's a, who's a convert as well, the child is considered a convert and is not allowed to marry a kohen. So according to him, a person like this would in fact be allowed to marry a mamzer. asks, is this a general rule to call shikoyen, anyone who a kohen is not permitted to marry his daughter, so they're also allowed to marry a mamzer. Let's say you have a woman who is a regular Jewish woman who marries a person whose father was a Kohen, whose mother was a, a divorcee, so he lost the status of being a Kohen. The Kohen also that his daughter is not allowed to marry a Kohen. Why? Because she's considered a Chalal in the Havamina. But nevertheless, this woman is not allowed to marry a Mamzer. So my answer is like, This is not a problem because it's like Rabbi Dustoy, Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that a Chalal who marries a regular Jewish woman, so the child is not considered a Chalal anymore. In fact, the child is allowed to marry a Kohen.
The Gemara asks, What about if you have a woman and a man who are both chalolim? They both lost their status of being a Kohen, and they marry each other. The Kohen Asr Lisa Butoy. A Kohen is not allowed to marry such a child. And they're also not permitted to marry a Mamzer. And additionally, that would imply that if someone is allowed to marry, the, the, if the Kohen is allowed to marry this person's daughter, that would imply that such a, such a person is not allowed to marry a Mamzer. Let's say you have a Ger, a convert who marries. A woman who's a basi shel the kohen mutarli sabitoi, right? And a kohen is allowed to marry the daughter mutarli levis abezeb. But nevertheless, the ger is permitted to marry a mamzer. So rather, if Nachman says in the name of Rabbi Baravua, the Machloikis in the mission is talking about a case where you have a mamzer who came from a relationship between a man and his sister, and a man along with someone else's wife. So the Tanakama holds that even a person who has relations with the sister, the child is going to be a mamzer as well. Rabbi Huda suffer, however, Rabbi Huda holds meishis ish havi mamzer havi mamzer. It's only when you have a case of mamzer, it's only from a case where you married in relations with someone who is married, a woman who is married, but not from one sister. My Kamash Malon, what is this coming to teach us? Tonino, we already have this in a Mishnah. We don't need to say this again in our Mishnah. Ezu mamzer, so we have this Mishnah over here, that who, who's considered a mamzer? Koshu yavoy, anyone who has relations with someone who there's a love, the Torah says it's forbidden to have relations with that person. Dir Kiva, that's Rebbe Kiva's shita, there's mamzerus, even from Chayve Lavin. Anyone who you have a forbidden nature such that there's karis, or spiritual excision, so then that's what's going to create mamzer. So halacha kidvar, the halacha is like shemini temani. Rabbi Shua says, Anyone who there's a case where there's chiv misas bezdin, there's a chiv, there's an obligation for the courts to kill that person. So the case where someone had relations with his sister and they produced a child, whether that's a mamzer, is actually machlok, is an argument between Rabbi Shua and shemini temani. So this is an argument that we had previously. So we don't need to say that in our Mishnah. Rabbi says, Machlokas here has to do with a convert who's an Ammoni convert or Moavi convert. Because there, you're going to see like this. Here's, here's what we mean. Anyone is forbidden to come in to the congregation who we're referring to here. So a convert who's an Ammoni or a Moavi. They are allowed to marry a Mamzer. So now, so what's the Chilish? We're going to see very, very soon. Asks, wait a second. If so, my Rabbi Huda Eiser. So why is Rabbi Huda saying that it's forbidden for them to marry a mamzer? If anything, he should say the exact opposite. Of course, they can marry a mamzer. So my answer is Hachika Amar. This is what we mean. Alvish Rabbi Huda Eiser Gerba Mamzeres. Even though Rabbi Huda's shita is that a convert is not allowed to marry a woman who's a bastard. Hani Mila Ger. That's only a regular convert who's not allowed to marry a, a mamzer. The Royal of Bakal because he has the ability to marry into the Jewish people. Aval Ger Amoni Umoy Avi. The Ainu Uyin Love Bakal. But a person who's a convert who's an Amoni or they're not. They don't have the ability to marry into the Jewish people at large. Loy. So, so therefore, even according to Rabbi Yehuda, they are going to be allowed to marry a mamzer. That's the novelty of our mission. It's coming to teach you that even according to Rabbi Yehuda, a ger mayavi and a ger amoni, despite the fact that in all of the places converts are not allowed to marry a mamzer, these are. Bezus Hashem, with God's help, will continue from here in the next daily daf.